from Matthew 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things falsely against you for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets that went before you. In verse 5, one of the Beatitudes there, Jesus says, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Meek is not a word we use in modern English very much at all. In fact, I, some of the younger people in the room might not have even ever heard that word before. Uh, it's, a, it's an old synonym for humble. It means humble, gentle, a, a lowly person. It can mean soft and calm and unassertive, maybe. But uh, I want to give you a little bit of extra definition for that and, and what Jesus meant. The Greek word is pronounced praus. There's what it looks like in the Greek alphabet, and that's the word Jesus used in this sermon. That's the only time it is in the entire New Testament. Jesus never used it again. Uh, Paul used it in a different tense a couple of times, and we'll look at those in a minute. But Jesus is preaching along to this crowd of thousands of people, and he says, Blessed are the praus. And everybody in his audience would have gone, Huh? Oh, I get it. Because they'd never heard that word in a sermon before because it is exclusively a horse word. And it doesn't ever describe farm horses or cart horses or wagon horses or plow horses or riding horses or race horses. It exclusively only describes these guys. Praus is a term that the Greeks, the Greek cavalry would use to describe a certain kind of warhorse. Not all warhorses got this label, only the very best. It means, in English, it means meek. That's an accurate translation. And meek, accurately, it means to be humble, to be gentle, to be calm and soft. But we all know that a warhorse is not gentle, calm, and soft. So what could Jesus possibly have meant? Well, we'll see in just a minute. Now, everybody in the ancient world used horses in war. In the old world, they pulled chariots with them, and the cavalry would ride them with their spears and their swords. In medieval times, they put armor on the horse, and then they would charge each other with their lances, and like Braveheart or whatever. You've surely seen enough movies or know enough history to know about cavalry charges. Pictures of Civil War reenactment in the Civil War, there were, in America, there were cavalry charges with their sabers and their pistols and the cannons and and horses were used up to World War I. There were sword and rifle cavalry charges even 100 years ago in World War I. But they didn't do very well against machine guns and tanks. The Polish even tried cavalry charges against Soviet tanks at the very beginning of World War II. But it, they just got slaughtered. And it really was the end of something that had been a part of humanity for all of history. Um, and, and we don't use horses in battle anymore, but a hundred years ago, they were still doing it. The next picture is a real historical photo of a horse wearing a machine gun. 
do you know how calm a horse has to be to wear a machine gun? Like, come on, if you know horses, you know they are spooky creatures. And so are people. So Jesus says, blessed are the praus. And praus was exclusively, it has no other meaning. Only the Greek military would use this term of horses that were 100% dependable. Reliable, calm in battle, sure-footed, some cavalry horses, if they proved to be not praus, then they would get demoted and have to pull wagons. Are you with me? So when Jesus says, blessed are the praus, and it, mean, and it gets translated meek in our Bible, and we think of meek as something humble and gentle, and that's accurate translation. But really what it means is this horse has no will of its own. It does whatever the writer says immediately when the writer says it. It has no fear. It has no reaction. It has no feelings. It has no will. It does whatever the writer says. Praus means a fearless, calm, attentive, unreactive, but instantly responsive warhorse. So how do we get from humble and calm and gentle to that? Well, the horse is humble in the sense that it does whatever the rider says immediately when the rider says it, and the rider, the cavalryman, can trust the horse. That through the spurs and the bit and the bridle and the stirrups, this horse moves when I say move, and it doesn't move if I don't say move. And in the face of shouting and cannons and swords and smoke and guns and the smell of blood and fire and the screaming of wounded men and screaming horses, have you ever heard a wounded horse? It's a nasty sound. And it would, should make every other horse bolt. But those that are meek, those that are completely broken to trust their rider implicitly will run toward all of that. If that's what the writer says, if he says, charge, they charge. Even though that is completely unnatural to every horse. So Jesus said, blessed are the meek, blessed are the proud. Blessed is the person. In this picture, we are the horse, Jesus is the rider. Blessed is the person who is completely broken. And I don't mean broken in the wounded way or a broken-hearted way. I mean, I am, my will is broken. God, I only exist for you to ride me into battle and do whatever you want with me. Yeah. A war horse cannot see its rider when it's riding it. Well, most horses in any situation can. I know the horse can turn around and look with one eye and see who's riding. But in general, in the, in the chaos of battle and the speed and the danger of it all, the horse can't see the rider. It just has to take its cues from the spurs and the stirrups and the bit. The war horse can't have any will of its own. No fear, no stubbornness, no rebellion. Instant response, but no reaction at all. Instant response, but no reaction, good or bad. The horse can't say, I think we should go over here right now. He has to do exactly what the rider needs. 
because the rider is dealing with somebody with his sword or, you know, whatever. And cavalry horse has to be broken in the most thorough sense, not in the wounded way again, but obedient in the extreme. One, the cavalry men all through history describe the sense in battle they have of actually becoming one with their horse. Like they can feel the ground and the horse knows what's going on in the battle. That somehow with the really, really good horses, they understand. It's almost intuitive that they, they become one with their rider. But in that battle, that horse is not passive. Meekness doesn't mean some spineless wimp who just lets other people run over him. But I don't move unless God says move. And when God says move, I move immediately. I don't have any willpower of my own and I don't, have any, I don't react in fear. So how, do, how does that look like in our lives? In Colossians, Paul uses this word in a different tense. But Colossians 3, 12 to 14, As God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another and forgive one another whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So there's meekness in its list with compassion and kindness and humility. It is very close relatives to all those words. It's a synonym of humility. It means to be gentle and kind. It does. But now that you know that it means a thoroughly broken warhorse, <laughs> we know it doesn't mean spineless wimp. This is Paul says, clothe yourself with meekness. And in the context of all of those instructions, clothe yourself with meekness in your relationships with other people. Because it's a war zone out there. And the, the way we fight this battle is not fighting other people and getting angry and blaming and, and gossiping and all that stuff that comes naturally to our own will and our own flesh. We, we have to go into our daily circumstances and our daily relationships looking at Jesus. Jesus, I'm paying attention to your spurs. Where do you want me to go? I'm paying attention to the bit. Where do you want me to go? I won't move. I won't speak. I won't do unless you tell me. And when you tell me, I will do it immediately, no matter how scary it is. I will charge. Bear with one another and forgive whatever grievances you may have. That's, that's not a passive meekness. That's on purpose. Jesus said, blessed are you if you are the meek horse. In James 21 he says, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and receive with meekness the word implanted in you so that, which can save you. Receive with meekness the, the word of God. So that doesn't mean you sit there with your Bible and say, I'm a humble person. It means you read this book and, I, and you say, okay, I have no thoughts or feelings about this other than I need to obey it immediately. I'm not going to argue with God. I'm not going to be scared to obey it. I'm not going to resist it. I'm not going to make excuses. My will is broken. I am meek. I receive the word of God with meekness. I am the thoroughly broken horse. I do whatever my writer says. And here's what he says. Receive with meekness the word planted in you. I want Jesus to know that he can trust me. I don't want him to think that I'm an unreliable untrustworthy horse. That when he gives me an instruction, I sort of half-heartedly do it. Or when I get around to it, I'll do it. No, in the, in the battle of life, I got to obey now, immediately. I can't spook in fear 
when things get scary or hard and decide to run from whoever or whatever it is that he's got me to do today. I got to serve or love or forgive or keep my mouth shut or speak up, whatever your circumstance is. We cannot spook because there's blood and swords and guns and cannons and screaming. Like in the midst of chaos of life, it's just me and my rider. Jesus, where can I take you today? Who do you need me to serve? Who do you need me to love? Who do you need me to talk to? What do I need to do today, Lord? I, there's a lot of craziness going on around me, and the battle's getting pretty spooky, but I'm a broken horse, and I only do what my rider says. So I can't look at the sights and the sounds and the feelings of battle and then in fear or impatience or my own will, I move out from under him when he wasn't expecting me to move. He didn't give me the move cue with the spur, but I went sideways. Oh, Jesus, I have a great idea. We should go over here and do this. Like, that was a bad idea, Mitch. I didn't tell you to move. I didn't tell you to speak up. I didn't tell you to do that. Be quiet. Or if he tells me to move and that spur digs in and he's like, Mitch, go over here and do this. And I feel that in my heart and like, I know I'm supposed to go talk to that person or go do this and, or serve in that way or whatever. And if I'm ignoring his spur, I'm an unreliable horse. And in the midst of battle, he needs instant response. So when Jesus said, blessed are you if you're meek, and Paul says for us to be clothed in meekness, it means no resistance. It means to be completely broken, fearless, moving as one with Jesus. Here's my definition that I came up with. This is my own. It's not in the Bible or anything, but knowing now that meekness means a trustworthy, reliable horse, specifically in chaos and battle and craziness. Here's my definition of what Jesus means when he says for us to be meek. It means, it means bold brokenness. It means courageous surrender. Like I'm surrendered, but that doesn't make me passive and it doesn't make me spineless. It makes me courageous. Courageous surrender. Like, the, like nothing the, the enemy does can spook me. And if Jesus says charge, I'm going to charge. But if he says stand still, I'm going to stand still. And actually, I suppose most of you know standing still is harder than charging. Because at least we're, if we're running, we're doing something. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to lead you in a three-word prayer. You ready? Jesus, make me meek. There you go. That may be the most important and powerful prayer you've ever prayed. It may be one of the most dangerous. Harvest Senior Project right now is, is training a horse, and we're not training a cavalry horse by a long shot. We're just trying to make the horse reliable to ride. But she has to put it through a lot of paces and lots of drills. And it's a lot of work. And there's a whip. You just prayed, Jesus, make me your meek horse. <laughs> he will put you through the paces if you really mean it. If you really want to be what Jesus said is blessed, he will do it for you. And it will be good and it will be beautiful. But it'll break you. Aren't you glad you came to church this morning? Amen. Blessed are the meek. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. We receive your 
word, Lord. We want to be your meek horses. We want to be those that are reliable and trustworthy and who are not spooky and dangerous. We want to be those that charge into the battle when, when you say charge and we're carrying you and bringing your presence and your word and your power into the circumstances and the lives of those around us, Lord, and carrying your love and your gospel and your presence into the lives of our family and our coworkers and classmates and all of that, Lord. And sometimes that's, that's a battle. Sometimes it's quite spooky. Lord, we don't want to be jumpy horses that throw their riders. We want to be reliable and calm in the midst of chaos. So, Lord, we invite you to break our will. We invite you to train us to make us calm and gentle and steady horses. Brave, courageous. When the guns are going off and the swords are clashing, that that we don't run in fear and we don't take over and think we have the right idea. We We just follow you. We just follow your word. We just follow your cues in our heart and mind, and you will, you will lead us through the fight. Lord, I bless everyone that prayed that prayer in, in sincerity. I pray, Lord, that you would impart meekness to us this morning. I bless everybody here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.